Trust You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Oh my gosh, Shelby, welcome back from the brink of death. We Thank you. you last week. I listened to the first five seconds of your episode last week and I was like, I don't think that's how I sound. I don't think that's the phrase I use. I don't think that's the opening comment. Wait, did I get it wrong? I don't know. It just felt way off. I haven't gone back to verify outside of my fever dreams if it was wrong or if I just didn't, you know, it didn't carry the same energy or, you, you know, know yeah, you passion. you have sort of like a, I don't know, like a strange <laughs> talking cadence. And I feel like in my majestic nasally voice, maybe it was just right. different. Yeah, it just hit a little, a little different. But are you feeling okay? What's happened? People were like, does she have coronavirus? <laughs> No, I'm feeling I'm feeling fine. I think it was just a fluke of a weird, I don't know. It wasn't like corona symptoms, so I wasn't worried I was dying, but it was just an unpleasant week, but I mean such is life in quarantine, you know? Like what are you going to do? You're getting bed sores and yeah, honestly. <laughs> I've my body keeps like falling asleep. Like oddly like my arms will fall asleep, my legs will fall asleep, but I'm like it's because I'm so thin now that, you know, yeah, like my nerves are closer to the bone or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's it's working. No, okay. Your weird illness, which we mm-hmm. know nothing about, seems yeah. an awful lot like trying to avoid watching a bunch of Quibi episodes, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I Who am I to question his miracles? You know, like, if the timing works out like that, you just send your thanks and move on <laughs> did you watch any of the quibi shows because no. i'm keeping up with a quite a few oh my gosh matt you need new hobbies you need you need to spread your wings i don't think quibi is doing anything for anyone from what i've heard and read and seen but it's doing something for me <laughs> i'm here for it better than carol's second act or oh i mean never <laughs> nothing's better than carol's second act that shows a stone cold classic. Oh man! I'm bummed that it's so going to be delayed wild. coming out again in the fall. <laughs> um. Anyways, we have a re- we have a review to read. Oh. Um. This is truly, I think, maybe one of the best reviews we've ever gotten. It's from M. J. Harvey, who I had a professor named Harvey in college, but I don't think this is oh, him. Dear. Um. I stand. Matt is the title of the review. Five okay. stars. <laughs> I started listening because of Shelby. I'm a Swifty, but oh. stayed for Matt. Matt cracks me up, and I love his takes. Yes to Monsters, Inc. I mean, (laughs) love this person. The only thing I disagree with Matt on are his views of Taylor and the Kardashians, but no one is perfect. (laughs) P.S. Shelby's correct that Cold Pursuit was an underrated film. Thank you. You know what? I was worried there for a minute, but he got it in the end, so. Uh, Yeah, Cold Pursuit was... (laughs) It was it was simultaneously underrated and yet also very overrated. <laughs> I I thought oh, this movie would be terrible, and then you and my mom were both just so over the moon for it that then when I watched it, I was like, nope, this was exactly I what it. I, I thought it was going to be. It. No, it was good. It was good, and and MJ gets it. And you know what? You should just take it as a win that you managed to convince one of my Swifty fans that you have good taste because that's difficult to do. I'm slowly winning them over, one by <laughs> yeah. one, the whole army. Yeah, well, let's see what news you're bringing to the table today. See if that catches any others. I mean, 
I uh, we're talking about Taylor Swift. Um, mm. I saw that she canceled her like two concerts that she had this <laughs> summer, and that you know yeah. everyone online is distraught despite not knowing who's going to be there or where they're going to be or what she's going to be singing or really anything about it other than it cost a million dollars. So it didn't cost a million dollars. That's the whole point of the fan base ticketing system she has with Ticketmaster. So dial the snark back a little bit but i mean you know (laughs) but you have to fly to wherever these venues are which is like not accessible to anyone yeah no she canceled her four u.s tour dates they were the only shows in the u.s she has a bunch of she's on the lineup for a bunch of international festivals and they haven't announced whether or not they'll be canceled but what's crazy is I mean, it's not that crazy, but these were in the end of July, early August. So it's just like, is that how far down the line we are from any sense of normalcy? Like, I get that this would be a concert of 70,000 people. And so maybe that wouldn't be the smartest thing post Corona, but it still feels like so far away that we're already like officially canceling things, you know? Well, I was talking to my mom about this today because the Elsie Dairy Festival in my hometown was canceled, and that is at the beginning of July. And I think, I think that it's less about like, w- like would that event be able to function in the beginning of August, and more about mm. this is the point now where you have to start like shelling out money for things to actually right. happen, and like you don't want to go down that path and be spending money and booking all of these different things and then not be able to go through with it so it's easier just to cancel it now also i mean i'm sure that there are some parts of the planning of it that would be difficult to plan given the current situation as well no that makes that makes sense because she obviously can't rehearse for a tour yet so i guess i hadn't thought of that (laughs) She, she has such intense dancing in her tours that it would be you know Really, <laughs> not, yeah. Have you ever watched her concert? It's I, not like I've she's s- Adele. She's not just sitting at a piano. There is choreography involved, whether or not it's there's, to your level. There's of some. Skill. There's you know some it's walking. It's an entire show that walking. That's I would... like planned on a huge stage with multiple B stages. So it's like, what what large concerts have you been to where you just think it's anyone shows up? You know. Uh, Any pop star puts on a big show. That's the whole point of the experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Even if Miley Cyrus doesn't dance, you still go and see a big pyrotechnic, heavy, choreographed, like, show. Right, but is... is is she rehearsing the pyrotechnics? Is Taylor Swift back behind the stage <laughs> with you know, her has butane lighter? multiple concert tours at this point. So you can go and watch her process where oh, she is I, in rehearsal. I so. watched whatever that one that you were in. <laughs> I, I watched that just because you were in it. And, you know, it didn't do that much for me. Anyways, has she has Taylor Swift stooped to the level of doing a uh, like a Instagram live concert yet? Or hasn't no. that happened? No, she has been the kind of celebrity who's just quietly donating to individual fans um, who are having financial struggles right now. She also participated in Lady Gaga's, like, I don't know, One World, (laughs) One Family, whatever, live stream concert they did um, a couple days ago. But yeah, no, she's been pretty quiet, not shelling out cameos or... um, (laughs) (laughs) complaining about her mansion lifestyle 
such a shame that she's not doing the cameos. Yeah. That's truly one of my favorite parts. Just Imagine. who's going to pop up every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of celebrities on social media, I love this story so much. Demi Lovato, eagle-eyed fans and Selena Gomez stands think they found Demi Lovato's Finsta, her fake Instagram, where she's able to be herself without people knowing it's her. Um, okay. It's a very co- small account. It had like 90 followers. And people noticed that the that some of the followers were Demi Lovato's boyfriend, plus a few of her like famous friends like Sam Smith and um, some of the uh, Fifth Harmony girls and whatnot. But what really sealed the deal, supposedly, is that Demi Lovato had been saying that she was going to go live on her account. But on the same day, around the same time, this account went live and Demi Lovato's face supposedly like popped up like it was Demi going live from this account. Obviously, she exited out of it really quickly, can't like deleted the live. But fans were like, OMG, this actually happened. This actually happened. And so people like are like, oh, my gosh, we found her Finsta. And it kind of it kind of makes sense because a lot of the posts have been like shady towards Selena Gomez, like her longtime nemesis. <laughs> and um, I mean, like the most recent one was a she writes like from the perspective of Demi. So it's not like a fan account where it's like, we love Demi so much. It's like in first person. It's pictures of Demi Lovato. And like, it's all very, very weird. So, so wait, it's a public account. Yeah. Where she's so she's like trying to hide behind like pretending that she's a fan pretending to be Demi Lovato but it's actually Demi Lovato the whole time yeah I think so basically it's like weird stuff where she posts about like Demi Lovato's records and she's like oh yes so happy about this one and then one of them was like a uh, picture of an interview she had done recently where she had been asked about all her like old friends from Disney days and one of them was about Selena Gomez and she had started to say like she said something that sort of implied she was not into Selena Gomez, like shouting her praises on her Instagram stories because of her Grammys performance. And she was just like, I mean, we're not even close. So it was a little weird. And then the caption was like, LOL, guys, I promise I tried to hold my tongue this time. And so it's just like stuff like that, that feels like very authentic, but, it, but, but it's not hard to prove. But it, but it's not like it's a private account where she no. like goes by the name Mabel and like takes pictures or whatever and is posting no. it like trying to do photography. Right. This is do other celebrities that we know of <laughs> have like fake fan accounts where they're like pretending to be fans of themselves? I don't know. That's what's weird. It's because it's not like it's not like overly and she's changed the name now. She made it private. So all we have are screenshots, right? And it's all very hard to prove. But it is all very provocative to me because it feels sort of like, you know, Demi Lovato's always been a little bit messy. She likes to like air her dirty laundry. And this seems like an easy way to kind of vent in a in a forum where her friends could see, but also where she could get the, you know, likes and <laughs> sort of validation for her thoughts and opinions and, and make the jokes that she couldn't make on her real page and whatnot because... I don't know. I mean, it's all very well, the, unprovable. The, the thing that does it for me is that these like famous people are following her because yes. I feel like famous people don't right. actively follow like other pe- other people's fan accounts. Like that feels <laughs> yeah. weird to me. 
you know i know and it's just like what was she because it is weird if it is really hers why didn't she make it private in the first place and it's like it's it's been going on she had like a thousand posts so it's been like an account for at least a while there's only (laughs) so many it takes a while to post a thousand photos but I mean, maybe she got it for the same reason where it's like you'll post something on the PS You're Wrong account and then go follow (laughs) and then go comment on it with your own personal account. Maybe she was, you know, just trying to boost the interaction, boost the engagement. Gets the algorithm to pay attention. Yeah. And Demi needs all the help she can get, you know. Has Demi Lovato's actual account ever commented on the (laughs) fake account? Has she been like, yes, girl, this is so good. No, Demi Lovato herself does not follow this account. Okay. Mm, well, that's that's telling to me. So maybe Very this is interesting. Isn't real. I know. Yes. I mean, it doesn't. The reason it was in the news is because these shady posts about Selena, like, sent Selena Gomez fans into a tizzy, and the Demi Lovato is over party was trending on Twitter. Blah 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 blah. But I just think it's hilarious to imagine Demi Lovato running this account, but also the possibility of all these other celebrities having this weird. Um, sort of self-indulgent, narcissistic. <laughs> I'm gonna have lifestyle. to 100% make a fake Instagram account <laughs> and just start commenting on stuff. Truly, I think it'd be liberating. You know, yeah, exactly. I could troll people, do all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but also love a mystery. You know, we I love know. a mystery, a pop culture caper on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and as Chris Jenner would say, this is a case for the FBI. <laughs> um. Speaking of weird, you know, quarantine live stream things, John Krasinski uh, mm-hmm. threw a quarantine prom mm-hmm. for all of, you know, the seniors who will not be having an actual prom this year. Um, mm-hmm. And musical guests included Billie Eilish and the Jonas Brothers. I, I, I like this idea, I guess, but I am trying to wrap my head around like who <laughs> who would actually like. Like get dressed up and then I guess I guess if you're like quarantining with your boyfriend or something, maybe then you could do some slow dance. It feels like it's a clever (laughs) idea, but I'm not sure execution wise, like how anyone would actually do this. Yeah, I've watched a couple like I watched the other two. Some good news like John Krasinski thing. I saw a bunch of headlines about this, but I was I didn't watch it. And I was sort of curious, like, I guess the one thing is it's like nice that they got Billie Eilish and the Jonas Brothers, you know? So that's like a special memory. But yeah, it's weird to imagine them. But I would love to dress up. If I was at home, I probably would have put on my prom dress by now, you know? (laughs) Just pulled it out of the attic and just thrown it on for a good time. Have you and Rob, like, gotten dressed up in fancy clothes (laughs) and, you know, like, ate dinner in your living room yet? No, but we don't have fancy clothes here is the problem, you know? So... Maybe you if don't I have had any fancy dress. clothes in your apartment. No, like, what do you mean? The only fancy clothes I own is my wedding dress, and that's back at home because I didn't want to ship it out. Like, here you don't just... have like, like, what would you wear to like a wedding? Like, if a friend got <laughs> married, what would you wear? I'd have to go and buy something, probably. I mean, Honestly, I'm past wow. the point of like all my like my friends are married. Like, I'm old now, you know. Right, but I mean, like, I have a suit in my closet, <laughs> well, Rob you know? Has a suit, yeah. I guess they have, like, yeah, no, I'd have to buy something. Like, if somebody dies, what are you going to wear to a funeral? You know, so you just have, like, 
You're just yeah, living I mean, your best like sweatpant life. Oh yeah, I'm. I haven't. I haven't put on real pants in like a month. So that's my wow. truth. <laughs> this is, this but speaking about quarantine choices, okay. Ellen DeGeneres, this has been like brewing for a while, you know. People. Oh, been, this like, was great. I saw this. Ellen train, but mm-hmm. it came out that her staff and her crew and her stage, like everyone, has been very frustrated with how the Ellen Show is handling this, like, you know, coronavirus situation. They were told, you know, everything had to stop very quickly. They stopped filming. Like Ellen went and I, they had no idea how long it would last. Whatever, we've all been there. But now, as things have slowed down, they've been trying to get answers from, like, senior staff, and no one's being responsive. Ellen isn't being responsive. They're just having their wages cut, their hours cut. Like, nothing is clear. But what's crazy is that this crew, who's been a part of her show for, I mean, I don't know, 16 years or however long it's been going on for the most part, had to find out with (laughs) the rest of the world that Ellen had decided to continue her show at home. But none of them were invited to help produce, film, create that content. Instead, Ellen went through a non-unionized like crew to get a staff to help film her wonderful, happy show about being kind from her Malibu mansion or whatever. And so the whole staff is like very upset. They're very confused. They're struggling to make ends meet. Meanwhile, Ellen DeGeneres, who makes $50 million an episode, and this is like every day basically for the entire year, um, isn't isn't paying these people and it started this wave of criticism online obviously and you know I love to hear mean stories about Ellen DeGeneres and um someone on Twitter was like hey let's let's spread some cheer this time so I'm gonna donate five dollars for everyone who responds with a story about how mean Ellen is (laughs) and so all these people were posting stories and like you know non-verifiable but about either directly encountering her, working for her, working next to her in a service industry, whatever, or stories they've heard. And just like, it's crazy. But I think Ellen might be a mean person. I saw this like this too and was like reading these with glee until I got to one that was talking about how Ellen had like physically thrown someone over the side of her yacht. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I don't know yeah. which ones of these yeah. are actual true <laughs> stories and which ones of these are like clearly made up because for all the stuff that Ellen has done, I can't see her like picking up somebody yeah. and chucking them off the side <laughs> yeah. of her boat. I think the more telling, like realistic feeling ones that seem like I can see that energy coming from her are a lot of them are like that. She's super rude to interns and like, you know, the newer staff member she doesn't want to talk to you she doesn't want to like say hi in hallways in elevators she won't address you there's this whole theory that she won't let interns look her in the eyes and she's like yelled at a few but another story I saw was like she was at a restaurant she frequents a lot and the server who's supposedly you know she's the one who posted the story says that Ellen called her boss later to complain about this waitress having chipped nail polish And I can picture weird things like that. Or someone else was like, we worked on the WB lot next to her and we were outside grilling steaks for this man's like party or whatever. And Ellen came over and started screaming that they couldn't cook meat there because she's a vegetarian. 
And I can feel that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There were multiple <laughs> stories that had to do with like somebody eating a meat, like, <laughs> yeah. like someone eating a burger and her like forcing them to throw yeah. it out or something like that, <laughs> which yes, I, that tracks for me. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, I mean, this show started off on a bad foot, like her coronavirus quarantine themed show where her first joke was like, quarantine is like being in jail because I've been wearing the same thing for 10 days and everyone is gay. And everyone was just like, it's just like crazy how unfunny Ellen has become because I used to really love her. I used to think she was fun. I used to think she loved her job. And now every time I like see her do anything, I'm just like, are you unhappy? And she had that like profile in a magazine a couple years ago where she was thinking about quitting the Ellen show because she was just so over it. And I'm just like, man, you really should have. But I understand that $50 million a for a single day of work is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I'd be doing that till I was a hundred <laughs> yeah. million years old. Um, but then again, I would also want to retire. So, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What else do I have here? Everybody on Twitter is talking about Fiona Apple's new album. Mm-hmm. I had never even heard of Fiona Apple before this <laughs> new album came out, so I don't really have much to say on that. Well, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other stories? Well, this is kind of old news, but I was surprised you didn't bring it up on your uh, the last pop culture roundup. And maybe you did, but it wasn't in the notes. Maybe but, we did and you didn't listen. But um, Florence Pugh had to go on her Instagram live oh, to yes. call oh, out yes. people for belittling, like bullying, making fun of, harassing her because of her relationship with Zach Braff, which... I have feelings about, but she made this plea because she posted for Zach Braff's birthday because they're quarantined together because they're in love and like whatever, but she posted for him. She immediately turned off comments and a few days later, she got on her Instagram live and was like, guys, this is really upsetting to me. And she went on a spiel about how it's not cool to bully. It's not cool to hate, like blah, blah, blah. I totally agree. But then she like made this point to seal the deal. She's like, I am 24 years old. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so young. (laughs) I was like, oh, baby girl. And he's 45. And I'm sorry. I just, I had to vent. I had to let that out. I just hate it so much, Matt. I have been loving Florence Pugh's cooking videos, which if you have not been watching on Instagram are truly phenomenal. Just a bone in these dark days. The thing with Zach Braff, so like, I for a long time people on Twitter and stuff have been complaining about Zach Braff and <laughs> and annoyed that she is dating him because we love Florence Pugh but better. for some reason we don't like Zach Braff which I mean I have never I didn't like Scrubs yeah. um That's I <laughs> I yeah like I don't know what else he's in I don't really have op- opinions on Zach Braff either way so I was sort of confused as to why everyone hated him so much um I obviously knew the age difference, mm-hmm. but then I was trying to find, like, has there been anything else that he's done or we just don't like that he's old? I think he made some, like, you know, not, like, cancelable comments, but just, like, I think he's just kind of seen as sort of a, you know, dick. Like, he's just kind of, you know, all boys club type. I don't know. Just, I've wondered that, too. I think Rob has mentioned a few things, but I don't remember, like, details. I think it's been... A long stew of just dislike. yeah, because I was I was looking online 
and you know like on his wikipedia page and like is there a controversy is there some reason we don't <laughs> yeah. like it it is weird that he's 20 years older than she is yeah. i guess the strange thing though is like she you can see some of these relationships where the where the guy is like very powerful right. has a lot of clout has a lot of money is very successful and then the girl is sort of like a young nobody like a leonardo right. dicaprio situation where it's yeah. like he's on top of his career who is this person that you know is like a model or whatever in quotation marks but with them, he feels like a has-been who hasn't been doing yeah. anything. She's, like, on the top of her game, was just nominated for an Oscar. And also, she does. She feels like someone who is kind of, like, a free thinker and not someone yeah. who would be, like, along for the money or whatever. So that's the only thing that gives me pause about the relationship. It's like, yes, it's weird that there's such an age difference, but at the same time, she doesn't feel like, she's being led on by him or like he's using her. I don't know. It just feels weird. No, I agree. It's like, I don't like, obviously I, I respect her frustration with people commenting and like thinking they have a right to like get in her mentions on his birthday post and be like, you're dumb, like gross. (laughs) I just think she deserves better, but that's neither here nor there. I think it's similar to like the Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas um, relationship that sprouted up. It's like, there's something just weird about it, but yeah, it doesn't have the same sort of dirty power play that some of the really weird relationships can get. Cause they are just like, superstars who've been working a long time who seem mature and like you know they've got a head on their shoulders and they can make choices I guess but I mean honestly this is inspirational for me because this means that I could (laughs) you know in the future be dating someone who's seven so you know (laughs) yeah gross um but yeah maybe one day you'll be dating whoever's on Disney right now it'll be your Oh, they're not. I don't even think they're old enough to be on Disney. (laughs) This would be like the. They're in like second grade, maybe? Yeah. Third? (laughs) The girl who was in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the young starlet in the. I think she's too old, too. I think she's like, what, like 10? (laughs) Yeah. I guess you're right. You're thinking too old, Shelby. Too old. (laughs) By like several years, I think. Let's move on. Okay. Love it or hate it. Yeah. Love it or hate it. I would like to go first. Um. (laughs) So my friend Paige, friend of the pod, who's been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. suggested that I watch the show Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, which okay. I have watched the entirety of now at this oh point. Gosh. And let me tell you, it is a the wildest, trashiest television show that is <laughs> very watchable um, that I have ever seen. It is so strange. So the premise is... Wait. This is messed up because the entire world told you to watch Love is Blind, which was the previous, the the beginning of the trashy Netflix. Well, the beginning of trashy Netflix was The Circle, which I did watch. (laughs) And then I skipped off Love is Blind, but now I'm back for Too Hot to Handle. handle. So, you know. Tell us about it. (laughs) So the premise of this show is that they've got these like extremely hot people from around the world. There's like from the U.S., Britain, Australia. There's a girl from Ireland. They're all go to this resort in Mexico. And I think that they were informed that it was going to be some kind of like dating show, you know, like a hookup kind of show. Well, they get there the first night and this like, um, I don't, it's like an AI sort of like an Alexa thing is like, surprise. The show is not really that. Um, it's a show 
where you can't have sex with somebody or kiss anybody. There's a hundred thousand dollar pot, but every time someone on the show like either kisses someone or does any kind of sexual act, you lose mm. money. And so, but you have to try to foster like meaningful relationships with the other people on the island and also grow as a person yourself while not, while resisting all of these hot people who are literally in like the skimpiest bikinis I have ever seen and the weirdest shapes and cut out. Like I've never seen so much under boob in a television <laughs> show before, but like it's, it was almost a requirement for every outfit. Um, yeah, of course. So on one hand, it is kind of, you know, your horny, trashy romance (laughs) show. But then at the same time, they're like, we need to be uh, talking about like deeper thinking and getting to know each other on like not just a physical level. So there's these like kind of retreat like scenes where they have to do these exercises, um, you know, where they like address their fears or their the things that give them anxiety or whatever so it's this weird combination of like we really want to bang right now but we can't (laughs) so we're just going to like sort of climb on top of each other and then also like everyone crying because somebody's you know mom passed away and they're like working together through a group but then also the alexa type computer if it feels like someone in the group isn't trying hard enough to like become a better person it kicks them off the show so some of these people it's like you have to be constantly trying to make yourself better and self-actualize or you'll get bopped off and also the show does not tell them how the money is going to be allocated at all so they're like (laughs) is one are is like one person gonna win is it gonna be multiple winners are we splitting the money like do only people who get into relationships get the money it's so weird and it feels like it was kind of like thrown together on the fly but also the contestants are so interesting to watch and they're all so dumb that the stuff they say is just endlessly funny one girl is talking about how she was in a sorority and she like fell off the roof at a party and busted like it was just uh it was it's only eight episodes it was so bad but so good i just like whipped through them over the weekend honestly like some of the best worst stuff and with big brother not being filmed this really filled the (laughs) void for me Man, I remember when you said you hated binging things. Well, I mean, I didn't really like binge. I mean, I binged, but it wasn't like right. I sat down and watched eight hours in a yeah. row. You know, I like watch one, get up, do something, read yeah. a book, come Who's back, watch another one. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I I just I don't want to watch it. I mean, you make it sound more interesting than the trailer did because I'm just like not interested in watching like hot people resist the urge to just make out. Like I just don't care but it is interesting to think of them trying to be deep all the time it sort of reminds me of that trashy show on like vh1 or something where they all think they're in a contest to be like the most beautiful but it's actually the nicest or something yes yes it's sort it does have that vibe also there it's fun every episode they you know all have to kind of come back to this big meeting and then the computer Mm -hmm. tells them who has lost money you know they'll be like like a pair some of you have lost money this week and it'll be like these two are hooking up backstage or you know and so then the whole group's like jane no like you're losing us money (laughs) they're like i had to i had to kiss him to see if it was true love it's it's great (laughs) okay well that's a good recommendation i have started a new tv show too there's a new show on hulu called miss america and it has a huge ensemble cast of like 
Kate Blanchett, Rose Byrne, um, that old lady you like and want and everything who was thrown down, down uh, the stairs in the kitchen. What? The, oh, Margot Martindale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The movie, The Kitchen, not an yes, actual kitchen. Right. Yeah. Um, but it tells the story of like the fight for the ERA in the 70s and the various players on both sides of the issues from Gloria Steinman to the conservative Phyllis Schlafly. It is so good. I think it's like, I think it's how people felt about Mad Men is how I feel about this. Like, it's so fun to see the 70s and it's all detail oriented. Everyone in the cast is so mesmerizing to watch. They do such a good job. But on top of that, I mean, obviously I'd heard of pieces and parts and players and whatnot, but it's so cool to see like everything happening. And they do it in such an interesting way where it would have been really easy to like paint Phyllis Schlafly, especially as this like troll of a character who's just a horrible human. And like, yes, she is, but they do it so subtly and just, and really like highlighting the environment she grew up in to like think so narrow-mindedly about, about like equal rights and the feminist movement and whatever, that it's just like, it's been so great to watch in these times I think is also strangely very reflective of where we are today with sort of our politics and this push against like you know Roe versus Wade and all this sort of stuff that's coming up again that watching it play out like on television and feel like wow this is still happening is very mesmerizing but yeah I think it's just one of the most well-made shows I've seen in recent I mean, years. And um, they released the first three episodes last week, which is the sort of the thing Hulu does, which I think is smart. And now it's on a weekly basis. But it has been very good. And I recommend it to literally everyone, especially just to watch like all these cool actresses really sink their teeth into these period sets and um, personalities. But is there a lot of side boob in it? Because that's the question. (laughs) There has been no side boob yet, Mm. but it is the 70s, so maybe there will be some sort of club (laughs) scene and something will happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at some like Emmy prediction website thing Mm. and it listed Mrs. America on there. And I was like, what is this show? I have never heard of this before. And so I Googled it and this was maybe a couple weeks ago. And so the trailer came up and I was like, okay, I have never heard of this show, but at some point in the future, Shelby will tell me that I need (laughs) to watch it. So yeah, I mean, it probably does stand better Emmy chances than too hot to handle, but you know, um, I mean, don't take my word for it. Take literally everyone else's. I follow some of the cast of Too Hot to Handle on Instagram now, and <laughs> one of them said that she is that her goal in life is to be a like a Broadway actress in the UK. So, <laughs> I mean, there's some big stars coming, yeah. and this could have been their launching vehicle. You're right. This is there's a moment. guy whose name is spelled like Sharon, but it's pronounced Sharon. So oh, nice. that's a that's a fun. Um, Bonus into hot to handle, so all kinds of exciting. Wow, things. yeah, you've got options. That's the that's the point of quarantine is there's a lot of a lot of new TV to choose from. Yes, yeah, you can go back and forth. Be Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. America and too hot to handle. The real question is, what it is? Gloria Steinem watching too hot to handle. That's what we need to. Uh, <laughs> that's the investigation we need to yeah. uncover next. Gloria, if you're listening, send us an email. We're at psyourong at gmail dot com.
Yes. Or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which <laughs> yeah. would be fantastic, Gloria, if you would do yes. that for us. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. Um, we'll be back on Thursday with special guest Sierra Velarde to talk about the books that we've been reading in quarantine because, <laughs> you know, movies are few and far between these <laughs> days coming out and uh we've all got stocked bookshelves full of things that we've been meaning to read for years and now we're going to talk about them all but it'll be more fun than matt's making it sound <laughs> i mean i'm reading all kinds of wild things so i have yeah. a lot of hot takes shelby and i read one book that she despised that i loved so you can figure out what that is um but yeah see you guys on thursday bye <laughs>